Welcome back to Kinda Funny Reactions, this time to The Bad Batch, episode four. It's called Cornered. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the boss baby himself, Barrett Courtney. Tim, just tell me what to pull out. Just tell me what to pull out. Just tell me what to rip out of that fucking ship right there, Tim. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know where that was going at all. (laughs) I didn't either. I didn't either. And of course, we have Roger, Roger, Roger Picordy. Roger, Roger. See? I'm I'm getting better. better. I love it. I love it so much. So, Barrett, let's start with you. What did you think? Actually, before you do that, the rigmarole of the show. Sorry, I forgot about this. This is Kind of Funny Reactions. It's our new show where each and every week we react and review all the latest TV and movies. Movies, TV shows and movies. You can get it on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com. If you want to get it as a podcast, you can do that by searching your favorite podcast service for kind of funny reactions. If you want to get the show ad free, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny. We appreciate you so very, very much. Barrett, now back to you. What do you think? Uh, so, yeah, episode four cornered. Uh, uh, I liked it uh, more than my initial reaction from episode three. But like after talking to you, uh, you guys, after episode three, I I started to appreciate episode three a little more. And this uh, this definitely has a similar vibe of like, here's like the small little adventure of the week kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> but I, I, I still really liked how they worked in. Uh, shit, what's her name? Fennec. Fennec. Uh, I, I liked how they worked in, uh, her in didn't feel, uh, too, like, uh, uh, convenient or, like, or, or anything. Like, it, <clears throat> it makes sense of, like, where she is in the galaxy of, like, this, uh, uh, this, uh, new empire and her being a bounty hunter and stuff like that. So I thought that was a cool connection there. Um, and just, like, yeah, there's just the, the crew working together, uh, in, their own weird little ways. I, I loved the bit with uh, Echo pre- having to pretend to be a droid. I uh, I really liked the uh, Wrecker trying to take on Fennec. He's like, I'm going to like take you down. And then she takes him out in like, one hit, which was really good. Uh, yeah, I, just, I, I thought it was a fun episode, even though it was like just a small adventure of the week. Nothing like uh, too big happening. Um, little tidbits here and there, like, uh, sprinkled on that, uh, again, that Filoni is really good at, of, like, world building and also building of, like, this mystery around Omega, uh, Omega. And so, yeah, I enjoyed it. Roger. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed this episode. A little bit less than last episode, but I thought that the inclusion of Fennec was good because, honestly, she was pretty forgettable to me in The Mandalorian, especially in Season 1. I, like, when she came back, I was like, oh, what was her deal? What was she doing? Um, so it was cool. It's cool to see her come back. Uh, and I think that this episode, even though it was definitely, like, the adventure of the week, uh, it had some... It, I think this this show specifically, compared to, like, like a Rebels, is a lot more denser, and we're getting a lot more things going on. Like, for instance, like, the Echo storyline, that would have just been an entire episode of Rebels. <laughs> like, that would have just been, like, him, like, hanging out. <laughs> that would have like, been, the and, like, the... A plot of that. A hundred percent. So like the fact that there's there's so much going on and like also the at all uh, the inclusion of Omega and all of the um, of Clone Force 99 trying to figure out like like interpersonal communication with like credits and things like that yeah. like it, yeah, there's it's a lot of little subtle things that i enjoy and also the big action sequences were fun but it's it's a it's a solid episode i feel like this was the episode this is one of the episodes that maybe like okay like, this is very this is a very dense show and they're going for something a little bit more um substantial in the show compared to a rebels and yeah i thought it was i thought it was pretty decent yeah, it, you know, it's funny you, you say that comparing it to Rebels. I haven't made too much more progress uh, into season two so far, but that is such an apt thing. Like, you can just really see how they have really kind of honed in on 
how to do these and what they should be doing with them, especially in a new streaming world of like just the yeah. way that the, the the medium in which these these shows are happening has changed and the way people are even like consuming them has changed. Um, not just in, in format, but also just in terms of what it's surrounded by. And I think that uh, this is my least favorite episode of the season so far, but that's almost an irrelevant comment because that's not the point of the show is comparing episode to episode. It is kind of just every single thing's growing on, on itself. And I really like how this not only this show not only grows on itself, but is growing within the Star Wars universe where this was very clearly Adventure of the Week type episode. Um, but having Fennec in it, uh, like I think, Roger, you were just saying that like you didn't really care about it too much in Mandalorian. Just seeing her more makes us care. And it kind of yeah, does yeah. that retroactive thing of making us care about her more in Mandalorian. And at some point, if they keep doing these shows and if the quality maintains uh, this high, we're going to constantly be getting adventure of the weeks in a bunch of different shows that have the cameos or that have the appearances from characters that just keeps strengthening itself right like and that's kind of like is what's building out this felony verse into into being something that that is substantial and actually matters so next time we see fennec in book of boba fett we're going to be like oh shit we have more to like kind of latch on to yeah with like her. More, more i thought she was stuff and yeah yep. if yeah, you go I to the... she was a lot of fun in this episode yeah yeah it, it, it's funny when I, I was trying to like Re- rack my mind of what she what her whole thing was and i went to the wikipedia and like the first thing in wikipedia is basically the exact like like synopsis of this episode so it's like you're right like it's going like they're going to slowly build out these characters throughout the floaty verse and yeah. i think that's i think that's 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 really interesting for sure and and you know something else that we talked about on this show a couple of weeks ago is i my favorite thing about these star wars shows is when things are out of timeline uh, or at least the timelines we associate them with. So seeing Tarkin on Kamino was like such a cool moment for me. And like seeing Fennec, who, granted, it's a new character, but like we only have seen her in a post Return of the Jedi timeline. Like seeing her now here, which like feels still more prequel era than original trilogy, even yeah. though it is kind of like the 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 bridge between it. It's it's cool. Yeah, like I I definitely agree with you of like the having more. Uh, it's the bridge. And I really felt that this episode too, when they were like kind of exploring the city and stuff, I was like, this definitely feels like prequel era vibes of like, uh, just like the aesthetic of everything, uh, which was, which was uh, interesting and fun. And uh, yeah, like her, even though she like, again, there wasn't like this whole grand thing with her. Um, I, I just really liked seeing how she interacts with, uh, different characters that isn't just the Mandalorian and, and Boba Fett, right? Uh, and just uh, seeing like how she w- would go about like trying to capture Omega and stuff like that. And yeah. so, because I thought like I thought she wasn't going to be subtle whatsoever, and the fact that she kind of like played around with Omega and uh, or, uh, like uh, mentally, and not actually like uh, playing with her or anything, um, I thought was uh, very interesting, very different from what I would expect of her character. Uh, so yeah, just yeah. little things like that. And uh, yeah, like what we were mentioning of like the whole, like figuring out credits like that again, that, uh, that governor who I keep forgetting his fucking name, just a random white dude, governor Rampart, Rampart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sure. Yes. Uh, like, uh, they, <laughs> like we see him again and like talking about like exchanging credits for Imperial credits and stuff like that. And like, again, this whole transition, in, uh, that even Hunter, uh, notices like it's happening way faster than, uh, we were expecting. And so uh, just like little tidbits, I thought thought were were really cool there and again like there's just like little sprinkles that even though this is an is an adventure of the week like you're saying roger it's it feels dense so there's nothing that ever feels like a waste of an episode entirely um, yeah exactly yeah yeah that that's the coolest thing is it's like again it's building the the denseness of it all where it every single step builds on itself that just makes the next episode kind of feel 
worth watching because all the other things led to it. And it's like, that's good TV. And like, again, this is an animated show. And so far, this has been the, the most consistently paced of the Star Wars animated shows. Because like, I've, I, at least in the first season, because I've now yeah. one season in Rebels and I've seen yeah. the beginning of Clone Wars so many times. This <laughs> is like, oh shit, you're telling a good story here. And like, I'm excited for next week. It, it has me in, the, in a really good place where I am now... I've crossed the the line of I'm excited that it's 16 episodes. I I buy into the fact that it's not going to be filler and they have a story that they're telling. And what you're talking about, Barrett, about the transition happening fast. I love that it is happening fast, but they're dealing with that in canon. They're dealing with it happening fast, being like, whoa, how do we go through with all this? And they're they're trying to address how that's affect the politics of it all and the economics of it all, how it affects the the normal people and the empire themselves. And it's like that kind of intrigue is really cool. And that's what I want more of from especially that era. And it's something that I never expected we'd get, especially not with this much detail being peppered in week to week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like that little moment of Omega talking to um, Hunter and he's like, and she's like, isn't this like good? Like we won the war. Like, I don't I don't understand that. And I think those little moments like that really build upon each other. And like there's kind of a theme this episode. If you guys notice this of like credits, like I mentioned that earlier, but like the idea that like, first of all, they need credits to survive. They're trying to sell um, Echo for credits. But then also in the beginning, um, Wrecker and and. uh, tech not understanding the idea that like you need to give somebody money for like yeah. for like them doing you a favor but then also the one that I, I really enjoyed was Omega learning what stealing was like her being like oh like you don't have to pay for that like I don't like yeah. and I think that was like kind of like it's always like when you have a character in the Star Wars universe that is like very pure you kind of like always have that moment where like are they going to go to the dark side or someone can influence them to that side and there was a little touch of that not necessarily saying that you know she's gonna start stealing everything now but yeah. it was like she's learning and she's yeah. understanding the, the um, understanding of like what it means to survive and what, what Fennec says like a dangerous galaxy yeah hundred percent. And that that was that that little touch. It's very subtle, but and also something that isn't subtle that I really enjoyed. That I think it's just at this point very funny. Record just getting hit in the same side of the head every episode, <laughs> which I really hope just keeps on happening. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, episode. you hope it keeps on happening, but I'm scared the motherfucker is going to like one week be like, all right, let's find Jedi's to kill. And it's going to be like, oh, Empire. No. Yeah. oh, no, <laughs> I'm really scared where this group is going to end up. And like, do we have a same. confirmed like season two of Bad Batch? Like, do we know where like is this? Okay, so yeah, yeah, like I'm, I, I really, I'm, I'm so scared because, <laughs> like, like, I hate that. Like, I'm loving these characters more and more, and like the the most frequent comment I I, I see every week is like people who don't like Wrecker. Like, I I kind of understand like the the basis of the character kind of being annoying, but like I think the way that like they grow him and everybody else on the team in just like little small ways just makes you uh, love them more and more. Uh, and, and like, yeah, I, I really liked a lot of uh, Wrecker's bits. Like even when um, Omega is like running in the sewers and she runs in, like Wrecker finds her and shit. I was like, oh my God, yes. Uh, and just, <laughs> like a, a little tidbits like that. And like him understanding like uh, to protect like one of their own and stuff like that. And to, I th- they build the relationship uh, with the team really, really well. Yeah, you feel that Omega is part of the team now. Like, and I think that's that's uh, something they really learned from the previous uh, shows that Filoni has done. Like, I feel like Omega is part of this now. Like, she yeah. isn't like the annoying kid or whatever. Like, she is part of this team. She makes this team, and I think that they've they've done a really fantastic job with her. Honestly, 
This episode is brought to you by Me Undies. I love Me Undies. I have loved them for years. Legitimately, almost everything I wear is Me Undies. I'm wearing a Me Undies shirt right now. Of course, I got the Undies on. I got some Me Undies lounge shorts going on and some Me Undies socks. Why? Because of their soft micromodal fabric. I love it so much. I want it all over my body, and that's what I do each and every day of my life. And guess what? Me Undies makes it easy to match too. You can match your bottom half to your better half or halves. Yes, you can match your friends too. MeUndies helps you find matching pairs in the style and color or print of undies that's right for you and your boo because who doesn't love a secret twinning moment? I know I do. Me and Gia do it all the time, whether it's us matching just the simple black or matching some fun bold prints like with little sushis all over it. Sushi? Sushis? What's that plural? I don't know how that works. Doesn't matter. What does matter is you can get 15% off your first order and free shipping by going to MeUndies.com slash morning. That's MeUndies.com slash morning to get 15% off your first order and free shipping. MeUndies.com slash morning. Sushis. Yeah. You know, it's crazy to think about, like, we know the status of the the Marvel shows. Like, we're kind of, we're in phase four at this point where it's like, it's rolling on. The movies are about to start coming out and the shows have already started and they're just like nonstop back to back. Star Wars is in a weird place where... You know, it, it, it kind of feels starting, stop, stop, start, stop, start, yeah. like, a little bit. Yeah. Where it's like, we have these Mandalorian kind of, obviously, the movie moments, and then we've had the, the Mandalorian kind of tentpole events year after year. Having this, but then not really knowing what's after this is kind of weird. Like, we know the lineup of the shows, and we have all that, but we just don't have dates or times. Yeah, or, like, and what exactly, like, we know, like, Book of Boba Fett and mandalorian season three the end of this year still question mark and then that's and also, the thing uh, that, uh, rangers like, of the republic was um it's apparently not in development anymore i saw that on variety yesterday oh really yeah so I like mean, apparently that's not maybe happening so it's interesting it's kind of all up in the air i mean yeah but oh. after the uh, with uh all that stuff with uh what's gina your, yeah gina carano like i imagine they tried to take a little bit of time to see if the the show could work uh without her character um and maybe they just eventually we're just like it's not worth it see that's interesting because like that show that ahsoka and obi-wan mandalorian uh no not not obi-wan mandalorian and uh book of boba fett kathleen kennedy was saying are all building to a shared event show yeah yeah so it's it's interesting how they're gonna just if they just don't do one of them unless they just take elements and Maybe that'll make the other shows better, though. Like, the, yeah. add that density that we're, we're talking about here. But uh, it's just, and we know there's the Andor show coming, too, right? Yeah. But it's like, and, and Star Wars Visions, the uh, the an, anime one, which sounds really interesting. Oh, yeah. I Very forgot about that. Yeah, but it's like, I kind of feel like we're going to get into the equivalent of the phase four of Star Wars starting next year. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels yeah. like, you know, the Bad Batch is happening right now to tide us over. And then I imagine the end of this year, we'll at least get the beginning of Book of Boba Fett. And then um, you got to imagine from there on, it's just kind of like, cool. And then Andor and then Obi-Wan and then Visions. And then, you know, just keep going. That's yeah. that's going to be really exciting when we're like in the thick of it. And it's not just Bad Batch adding on itself week after week, but it's the yeah. s- entire Star Wars mythology. And I think it's interesting because it, I think there's a big question now where this is the first real Star Wars animated show that has the ability to cross over from animated straight to live action in a seamless way. And I feel like we haven't we've had like Ahsoka pop in, of course, but that's been like years in between and everything. So there's a possibility where this show could very really like go directly into the book of Boba Fett or something like that. And yeah, I, 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 I wonder the connection of Fennec and like, yeah, like maybe we run into Boba at some point. Like he's 
just yeah we talked about that last week yeah that, like, that's totally a possibility about, like so yeah there could be possible tie-ins and not necessarily the bad batch themselves popping into the boba fett but uh events in this season uh affecting something uh for for book of boba fett that's a that's a good point roger um where, where did we leave fennec Sorry, sorry, sorry. Where did we find Fennec in uh, Mandalorian? She was on Tattoo. She was the episode where they introduced Tatooine. And uh, yeah. that was the one where, like, the, the Han Solo wannabe character was like, I need to get into the, the guild. Uh, and this is, like, my one job. Help me out and do this. And then, uh, yeah, so Mando, yeah. like, was helping him out, track down Fennec. And then... Uh, shot in the stomach, right? Yeah, the Han Solo wannabe, uh, like, shot her in the stomach because he found... Uh, she told him about Mando being, like, a high reward for the guild and then yeah boba and like, at the end of that episode that's when the, we got the first tease i believe of boba, of fett. boba fett himself yeah, yeah. And, like uh, finding her and stuff like that so yeah that's how we like first got like introduced to her gotcha yeah. and I'm, the, the I'm, question... I'm glad she didn't end up dead because like that's ming na wen I, I love that she's in the she rocks in the, in the star wars universe and stuff and when they killed her in the that episode i was like ah that's yeah. like one of the draws like i, I was excited <laughs> to see her so I'm, I'm glad they're like filoni has a plan for her and stuff like that so yeah, and there's still the tease of who is she working for. Um, yeah, I'm I wanted to bring that up the, next. Of like, yeah, is it the Kaminoans? That's I, what I'm assuming, but I mean, it could definitely not be. So I don't know. My my thing is is that at the end of the episode, right? She's like kind of she doesn't fully pay the dude that was helping her out. She just like kind of tips of like you fucked up, but like we're we're like if they come back, like let me know, like you know how to f- call me and stuff. And then she contacts whoever she's working for. And the fact that, like, we didn't see the Kaminoans end of that conversation makes me think that this isn't the Kaminoans. Um, and so, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. If, it, if it's not them, who do we think it, it could possibly be? I'd, like, I really have no idea just, like, throwing it out there of, like, the, cons- like the con- uh, conspiracy Steve. Uh, I'll rip that from, uh, from Paris Lily. Uh, talks of, like, is she a part? clone of the emperor like does he know about this and stuff like that like i just wanted to see if you guys had any crazy theories uh yet no but i i love the idea that it is the kaminoans because if it is i star wars we've joked for decades at this point that everything's always going back to tatooine why do we always end up back in tatooine <laughs> and now the new one is it's always related to boba fett it's tatooine <laughs> and boba fett what are the chances if, if it is the kevin owens that have hired fennec and it's like okay cool so you got the tie to the clones and to the the original fett clone <laughs> then and then you end up meeting boba fett years later on tatooine <laughs> like of course <laughs> it all has to connect there yeah 100 yeah, percent. it's just it's just jango fett he sewed his head back on he's there he's there he's doing this fun little thing (laughs) yeah yeah i I, someone else knows about omega and i i don't think it's the kaminoans who who hired fennec um because again like the kaminoans let were like the ones who kind of let omega go with bad batch and are trying to play like a a, a interesting long game whenever it comes when it comes to her because i think they figured that she wouldn't be safe if she stayed on uh camino and so it's it'll be interesting to see how that plays out but yeah i'm calling it here it's not the kaminoans someone else knows about omega and, and what she truly is yeah well 
whatever she truly is, we'll have to wait to find out. Uh, this is going to be our last of the weekly discussions of Bad Batch for right now. We're going to come back after a couple episodes add up so we can talk about all of them at once. Uh, but we're going to continue this show. Next week, we're doing a review of A Quiet Place. We're doing a review of Modoc Season 1 that's available on Hulu. So do your homework. Watch that this weekend. Um, and then we're going to keep doing stuff after that. But till then, love you guys. Goodbye.